Hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. That that's the title of this pro- podcast. You're tuned in to Derek Talk. Thank you for joining on this beautiful Monday afternoon. Um, this podcast, you know, I want to get serious sometimes. Sometimes I'm going to be funny. Sometimes the subjects and the topic, the subject matter is going to be very, very light. We're just having a good time. Sometimes I'm going to talk about things like National Coffee Day. Sometimes I'm going to, I'm going to get a little bit more serious and talk about, you know, the Brett Favre situation or um, the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, the serious stuff. But this one is this one is a serious topic. This is serious. And when I talk about this topic, a few names automatically come to mind. Names like Sandra Bland. Names like Trayvon Martin. Names like Alton Sterling. Names like Eric Brown. The list goes on and on and on. Tamir Rice, George Floyd. What really kind of motivated me to talk about this topic the killing of the killing of unarmed black men in America is because even though we haven't really it hasn't been in the news as of late it's still out there the Ahmaud Arbery situation where the African American jogger I think it was Georgia where he was followed by a group of Caucasian men in trucks and they thought that he was guilty of going in people's yards and stealing. So they gunned him down. They killed that man just for jogging. And he ran through a series of ditches and paths and dirt roads and because he was trying to get away from it. But they hunted him down and they, and they killed him. They killed that man in cold blood. I think what sparked a lot of this is Trayvon Martin. Think about it. Trayvon Martin was the beginning of this type of violence thrust upon unarmed African-American men. He fit a profile. He was walking down the street, coming from the store after purchasing a bag of Skittles and a Snapple drink. A a community watch officer by the name of um, George Zimmerman followed him, ended up shooting him. One of the things that angers me about the killing of unarmed African-American men is any time that someone dies at the hands of law enforcement, the victim becomes, they almost turn him into the bad guy, the predator. With Alton Sterling, after Alton Sterling was shot, he was on the ground. They already had him on the ground. And they still killed him. But after he was shot, then they made him out to be a bad person, a a drug dealer. He had a rap sheet as long as the Nile River. He was formally uh, convicted of drug charges and gun charges. And and let me let me say something. and, And I might catch some heat for this. But again, this is Derek talk and I talk about everything and I try to keep things PG. But some things just need to be said. Some things just need to be said. And in the case of Alton Sterling and in the case of Eric Brown and Sandra Bland and George Floyd and the guy that um, was killed um, for selling cigarettes, I forget his name, Eric Garner. 
If he has a criminal history, if he hasn't exactly been a noble citizen, like he has a rap sheet, he's been in trouble with the law previously. That doesn't negate the fact that he still is a human being and he still has rights and he still deserves a process called due process in this country. What I find particularly astounding is that oftentimes when African-American men are killed, the attitude by many is, well, he kind of had it coming because that's just the type of person that he was. That's not right. That's not right. Tamir, Tamir Rice, the young black, the young kid that was playing with the toy gun in the park and the cops must they must they thought it was an actual gun so they end up shooting him some I think what law enforcement has to realize and I think when you Snoop says something in one of his songs and I'll never forget it and, and we're not going to bash law enforcement because I'm in support of good cops Let me make that clear. I think that good cops are necessary. I think good cops are needed. I think there are great law enforcement officers, people that went to the academy, that take their job seriously, that's out there on the beat, and they're out there to protect the citizens of America. They are great men. I'm proud military myself, so I stand behind law enforcement. So when they were saying about defund the police in Seattle, I was vehemently opposed to defunding the police. Um, I believe that there are good law enforcement officers. But when things happen and people are killed unnecessarily, I have to say something. George Floyd was pulled over. And after George Floyd was killed, they said that he had fentanyl in his system. Or that, you know, He had drugs, illegal substances in his system. What does that have to do with the fact that this man, if you watch the video, and I watched it from beginning to end, he begged for his life on camera. He begged, he pleaded for his life. He said, come on, man, please don't shoot me, man, please. Like, I just want to live. He even beckoned for his mother. In his last screams for help and for somebody to assist him while this man's knee was on his neck he called out for his mother that is the saddest thing I think I've ever watched in my life and it made me start to question some things where are we at in this country with police reform where are we at why does the life of an African American man Holds no value. Why? The gentleman that was shot on Facebook Live while his girlfriend yelled, Fernando Castile, I think his name was. He was a, he was a cafeteria worker, and the cops pulled him over, and they said that he looked like someone that had been involved in an armed robbery just blocks away. So Fernando Castile was shot. And then the cop overreacted like, I told you, I told you, just give me your license and registration. After he shot the guy and the guy died on Facebook Live. 
we're going to continue to, to lose African-American men at the, harm, at the hands of law enforcement. And I'll tell you my opinion why. I think, and I've had someone, because I had a long table talk discussion with a group of people. Some were African-American, some were Caucasian, some were Asian. And I said, I think there's just a fear. Deep down, there's a fear of African-American men. And every woman at that table said, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a fear. I think when a when a cop, when a law enforcement officer pulls a car over and the windows are tinted and he suspects that those are African-American men, he's afraid for his life. He's afraid for his life because when he was coming up in Texas or Idaho or, you know, Arizona or wherever he's from, all he saw was negative depictions of African-American people on the news. They're bad people. They steal. They rob. They're dangerous. They're thugs. Um, in his mind, black men are dangerous because that's all he knows. You get an officer from Idaho, from some small town. He doesn't, m most of his buddies probably aren't African-American. He doesn't know anything about African-American men, African-American people. I was in the Navy with women who said that they only had one black person in their high school. If you only had one black person in your high school, your high school wasn't very diverse. So when you step out into the real world and you see black people, we're all over. You have these notions, these stereotypes, and we talked about this in a previous podcast, these generalizations, these stereotypes about African-American people and primarily African-American men. So cops are just people. Law enforcement officers are just people. They're men. They bleed red. They have a heart. They have a brain. They're just people. They have families. So when they're confronted with a situation where this is an African-American man, that same man that they saw on the news, they're afraid for their life. I saw an image of a man in Charleston, South Carolina, actually running from a police officer running like Jesse Owens. I mean, running like he was in a high speed, like he was in a marathon and about to jump some hurdles. And the cop shot him in the back. You know why the cop shot him? Because he owed child support. We're not any less than anyone else. When we say black lives matter, let's make this clear. We're not saying every life doesn't matter. Most people with common sense know that every life matters. But what we're saying is black lives matter, too. We have families. We want to go home to our wife and kids. We don't want to be gunned down in the streets by someone who felt trigger happy because he was confronted with a black man. Eric Brown was killed unnecessarily, my opinion. George Floyd was killed unnecessarily my opinion Sandra Bland died unnecessarily my opinion if someone is already apprehended and they're in handcuffs and they're on the ground and you have that person subdued what is the point of still shooting them and someone said that it wasn't proper pro police protocol to shoot somebody in the knees where is that at 
And I, I haven't talked to anyone on the academy. Maybe I need to have someone from the police academy on my show. Is it protocol to shoot somebody in the chest or the back? Or, I mean, you can't shoot them in the lower body. You can't try to prevent the loss of life. Isn't that when you take that oath as a sworn police officer, aren't you sworn to protect everybody, to protect life, but to also keep people safe? That's your job. So if you're, you know, killing people, that's not what it's about. That's not what you're trained to do. And then people use the argument where African-American people are killing each other. Look at Chicago where you get 50 people die in one weekend. That is totally beside the point. Do we kill one another? Absolutely, we kill one another. And we devalue the life of other black men. But right now, I'm speaking on the fact of law enforcement officers that take the lives of unarmed black men for no reason. And whether they have a criminal history or not does not negate the fact that they are entitled to the same rights as every American. The young man in Seattle, I forget his name, who um, the lady pulled him over and he actually tried to run. He jumped back in the car and tried to pull off and the lady shot him. And then she was hysterical after that. And I don't think she necessarily meant to kill him. Again, I'll make that clear. In that particular case, and I think every case is different, I don't think that lady meant to kill that young man and I think she was extremely remorseful about killing that young man but when we put ourselves in those type of positions ladies and gentlemen only bad things are going to happen so what I want young African American men to do is think clearly, precisely, strategically when you are pulled over place your hands on the steering wheel don't put your hands where that officer can see your hands. They ask you to reach for your license and registration. You say to them, I'm going for my license and registration. I I do not have a gun. I am not armed. And, and for the law enforcement officers across the country, whether it be LAPD or NYPD or the cop in the small town in Montana where there's only 30 African-American people, Every African-American person isn't dangerous and armed and carrying a gun. Some of us are just decent people trying to make a living in the good old USA, just like you are. And that's what I want to express in this podcast. I've seen too many lives lost because of lack of education, lack of training and lack of good old common sense. It will take you a long way. I don't want to see any more. African-American men die unnecessarily where they could be here to raise their families. And oftentimes we are afraid of law enforcement. I know where I come from as a boy in South Carolina, I would hear my mother and father say, there go the man. You know, police officers were looked at almost like the Gestapo, like back in the Adolf Hitler times, like they're bad people. That's not what it's about. You're not supposed to you know, have people, a whole community of people fear you. The average person in the African-American community, they fear police officers. They know if they approach, if they are approached by a police officer or they are pulled over by law enforcement, 
the res things could go from zero to 100 real quick. Things could go sideways real quick. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. These law enforcement officers are sworn to protect us as citizens, as taxpayers. If you're Trayvon Martin, who was painted as a thug and they said that they found illegal substances in his book bag at school and he was constantly suspended. What does that have to do with the fact that this young man was coming home from the store and he had a bag of Skittles and a Snapple in his hand and George Zimmerman took his life? And then he fell back on the stand your ground law. He felt like his life was threatened, so he killed that young man. It's insane. It's insane. The stand your ground law, and I don't know the specifics of it, but if, if it needs to be revised, it needs to be relooked at. We can't continue to lose innocent lives out of fear and misunderstanding. We can't continue to, to lose lives over fear and misunderstanding. And I'll say that to anyone. Everyone deserves to live and to be happy. You have been listening to Derek talk and we are talking about police brutality and the killing of unarmed African-American men in the United States. The numbers are astronomical. The numbers are unbelievable. I don't know what the stats are presently, but I know they are not good. And when it's something that we definitely, definitely need to work on. Again, this is another edition of Derek Talk. You have been listening. You have been tuned in. Hopefully you've been informed and you've been educated and entertained. If not, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Y'all be safe.